Hey, what you? Hey, what's hey. up? This is the podcast. I just want to talk about. We had on we've done one day of podcasting, and um, we already have ten listeners. Oh wow! Well, hello. Hope everybody do having a good day, and hopefully everybody is happy today. So. Hey. Um, so we hopped into it. I might as well. How's your day been, Randall? It's been doing pretty good. How about yours? Mine was okay. I wish we had another snow day, but mine was okay. <laughs> yeah, we still on another show day for the third time. So, yeah. But we should go to school tomorrow and and that also means it's Friday tonight. Wait, so I you didn't go to school? Yeah, we didn't have school today. Lucky? Today. Yeah. <laughs> they can't change the world conditions are too bad. So yeah, yeah, the roads were pretty icy. My bus was my bus was thirty minutes late. Thirty minutes! Wow. I I would sometimes that you can like teleport when when like your bus is late because I feel like you I don't really like waiting when I know that there was certain time um to be there but that interesting. So, so we get started with today. Yep. News. Okay. Uh, do you want me? To, do you want to rate? Do you want to read your first article, or do you um, do you want me to read the first um, article? Um, you can. Okay. Um. Um. John Elway had an interview. With who? With who did oh, John no, no, no. with? Oh, no, no, John, John Elway interviewed Brian Flores because Brian Flores fired, um, oh, yeah, filed yeah, the yeah. lawsuit, remember? Yeah, yeah. So, I really don't know. I mean, obviously, obviously I know how Everybody is in Denver, and no, this is not your year, by the way, Denver, in the AFC West. Um, but I don't know. I think it's a step in the right direction, I believe. But I don't think they're going to be a super team right off the bat. But I know we very favorable um, black coaches. Some of my staff who I know listen to uh, listen to this podcast. Credit to um credit to um get up credit to get up on ESPN plus for this interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why did you feel you needed to because we need change. That was the number one reason. And I know there's there's a sacrifice, there's risk to that, but um, at the end of the day, we need change. We need change. Uh, I, I know many very capable um, black coaches. Can you hear this okay, Randall? Yeah, I can. I hear me a little bit. I know uh, it gives them an opportunity to go and do a great job on their interview. Um, and I would just hate for that. To be a be a waste. Uh, I think you know we need to change the hearts and minds of of the people making those decisions. That's why we're. That's why you know we filed the lawsuit. Who are those people? Who specifically do you think needs the change? Uh, the owners of uh, NFL. I said it this morning. Is we're at a fork in the road here. Um, these things are either going to stay the way they've been, or we're going to move in a direction that will not only uh, help and affect. Um, 
change amongst the, you know, black minority coaches in the National Football League, but it, it, it won't just be there. Do you believe you will ever coach in the National Football League again? I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful. But I'm at the risk of, of, of filing a lawsuit like this. Uh, but I'm very, um, I am hopeful. It was something I'm passionate about. Uh, but if change, if change comes, and if I never coach again and there's change, it'll be worth it. Okay, that is um, that is credit from um ESPN. We didn't have to file. Forgive me that. Um, basically, Ryan Flores said um. But I think also let um shift the focus um with Ryan Flores and that like that. Let's shift the focus to. Kansas City, Missouri, and the Midwest. To the cap, because the Saints are about to have $14.2 million in salary cap base to start the NFL season. Now, that includes the loss of cuts and corrosion attention that will free up cap base. Um, Mahomes contract, they were able to create $22 million salary cap paid for, for 2022 by converting Patrick Mahomes' bonus into a signing bonus. Um, they bet the seat to do that before March 18th when Mahomes' bonus is due. And they can use it on like Cut Zone, Savvy Kelsey, Tyree Kill, and Frank Clark, Anthony Henson's, and and stuff like that. But what's surprising is that is that you have that you heard Matthew saying that he wants to stay at as long as it can and I think that is what you want from almost every player right now in Kansas City. Cool. Okay, I got another um another segment here. Dolphins mm-hmm. owner Stephen Ross responds to Brian Flores' Flores um lawsuit on the NFL. Mm-hmm. Dolphins owner Stephen Rock issued a statement Wednesday night in which he said he takes great personal expectations to these miraculous attacks. In response to former head coach Brian Flores, allegations made in a recent lawsuit and said, we will cooperate fully with the NFL's expectation investigation. Mm-hmm. NFL Network insider Ian Rapport, I'm sorry, I completely butchered that name, reported earlier Wednesday, that the league is expected to investigate allegations Flores made in a lawsuit filed Tuesday in Manhattan Federal Court that Ross offered him $100,000 per loss during the 2019 season. With regards to allegations being made by Brian Flores, I am a man of honor. Integrity and cannot let them stand without responding. Ross said in a statement obtained by NFL Network's Cameron Wolf, it takes great personal expectations to these. There's a lot of this. It takes personal expectations to these attacks. Uh, to these miraculous attacks, and the truth must be no- must be known. His allegations are false, miraculous, and defamatory. I don't know. We understand there are media st- stating that the NFL intends to investigate his claims, and we will cooperate fully. I welcome that investigation, and I am eager to defend my personal integrity. And 
the integrity and values of the entire Miami Dolphins organization from these baseless, unfair, and desperate claims. Flores, who was black, filed a lawsuit against the NFL and three of its teams, the Broncos, Dolphins, and Giants. Allegheny. I, I really needed to learn what that word is because that's words are in a bunch and I can't pronounce it. <laughs> a pattern of racist hiring practices by the league and racial discrimination. The suit, I don't know, that Ross told Flores he would pay for him every loss during the 2019 campaign. Flores first with the club so that Miami would end up with a top pick in the 2020 NFL draft which was eventually used by the Cincinnati Bengals to select quarterback Joe Burrow. Speaking, speaking Wednesday on CBS Mornings, Flores said that his decision to not go along with, Ross plan, with Ross's plan hurt his standing with the organization and ultimately was the reason why I was let go. Following the news, Flores' suit, the Dolphins released a statement Tuesday denying any allegations of racial discrimination and are proud of the diversity and conclusion throughout our organization. The implication that we acted in a manner, manner in, inconsistent with the integrity of the game is incorrect. Flores was fired last month by by Miami after leading the Dolphins to a 24-25 record over three years. They went 9-8 in 2021 for their second straight winning season, but failed to make the playoffs during his tenure. Which I think is crazy why they let him go. And there's probably more to it, like how these lawsuits and stuff like that. Yeah. But he did pretty good for – He did Holding the Lions, who absolutely sucked the year before that, to a 24 and 25 record over three years. That's pretty but, easy. But I also think that with, with Brian Flores <laughs> and the Miami Dolphins not making the playoffs consistently and, and, and doing head time in Miami. Also plays into effect. He never got it. He never got Miami to a playoff game. He never got. Um, he did something. Never got Miami to a postseason game. And if you are head coach and you consecutively, and you can't make the playoffs for doing your time in the grill. I saw it, but we need someone who can get us in the postseason. And actually win us a Super Bowl. So, but but let's head over to um the Bay Area and let's talk about what what the yep, it's, new. Your turn to share news. Your turn to share news. What? Your turn to share news. Your turn to share news. Okay, okay. Let's head over to. Bay Area 49 Central, shall we say, where a 49er fan is in a coma after a parking lot beating at the NFC San Francisco win. Now, it was fast with San Francisco at the Grace and Selfie Stadium, made it look like a away game, but the Rams got it done. So let let's just talk about this game and how the story went down. So the Rams hosted and won that game. That was it was heavily attended by the fan visiting the Forty ers and and the Rams and some people wise will even limit attendance to Ram fans, which. By the way, turn into San Francisco 49er fan. So, so the belief department, the belief department in Inglewood, well, Inglewood belief lieutenant 
meek told LA Times on Wednesday the Los Angeles Fire Department paramedics found Luna on the ground at, at a stadium parking lot around 4 p.m. around 30 minutes into the game. Luna, 40 of Oakland, was wearing a 49er jersey. She was transported to a UCLA medical center and based in medically induced coma. Megan told the time that emergency room staff contacted police because of his wounds, indicating that he was assaulted. It didn't the Luna's injury beyond noting they were to have upper body face subjects had not been identified. Let, let's just pause and let get let me tell you this. In in the sixty three years of the the NFL rivalry between the Raiders and Chiefs and oh and you can join in on this if you want. There had never been a bad enough fight when someone had to be taken in a ambulance. There had never been a fight that was against the Raiders and the Seas and there had never been a real fight where paramedic were called, police were called, um services were called emergency services. There had never been a fight. And that case some fans are this dumb, but I wanna hear your take and how how this forty nine versus Ram rivalry is different from the ceased versus Raiders. Well, first of all, 49ers versus Rams is divisional, so they have a bigger, way bigger rival rivalry. Um, their rivalry, their rivalry of has gotten pretty back. Um, both team, both team, both team. Rams had a really good, really good regular season. Both teams had an awesome postseason, and they just happened mm-hmm. to meet each other. A week before the Super Bowl, or two weeks, I guess. But um, if they were in different conferences, I think we would be seeing them two in the Super Bowl together. Yeah, but I but now though all that kind of stuff like the Dodgers. Oh, wait, what? Wait, what? How did it swing from football to baseball? Hold on. Oh, they referencing to a 2011 incident. Saw the okay, okay, but yeah, it's really sad that that happened. But and they declining the comment to the time, citing ongoing police investigation. And then February 13th will be the Super Bowl, so that will be exciting. Okay, um, my turn to share news. Yes. Okay. Um. Um. Steelers president Art Rooney the second addresses state of the NFL's Rooney Rule. Wow. Pittsburgh Steelers president Art Rooney the second issued a statement on Thursday on the state of the Rooney Rule. Two days after former Miami Dolphins head coach Brian Flores filed a lawsuit against the NFL and three teams, alleging a pattern of racist hiring practices by the league and racial discrimination. Rooney said he would not commit on specific allegations made by Flores, but did choose to address the general state of Um, and the NFL over this over the past several years, our diversity committee committee has recommended and ownership has adopted a number of enhancements to the Rooney Rule as well as new pu- publicities and fair 
consideration for coaching and front office positions. Rooney said the details of these enhancements and new policies have previously been made available. While I acknowledge that we have not seen progress in the ranks of head coaches, we have seen marked improvement in the hiring of women and I don't know and other key leadership roles such as coordinator positions, general manager positions, and front office positions, both in and out of football operations. I believe this progress has been made as a result of the implementation of many of the enhanced policies that were recently adopted. The commissioner of the league executes as well as the diversity committee remain committed on working with all clubs, the Fritz Pollard Alliance and others in, 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 in making these efforts as effective as possible and building up upon them to promote the desired impacts on hiring decisions in the league at all levels, including head coach positions. Wow. The Rooney Rule, a hiring policy established in the NFL by established by the NFL in 2003, was named after Dan Rooney, former Steelers owner and chairman of the NFL's diversity committee, was adjusted this past October. Among the notable changes were an increase of the number of um, other candidates, other candidates required to be interviewed during a hiring process for executive and coordinator positions, allowing teams to interview a candidate for an open open head coach position during the final two weeks of the regular season with the consent of the employer club. I don't know. Whoa. This article is a lot bigger than my last one. <laughs> um, under the enhanced Rooney rule, clubs are required to interview at least two external candidates for general manager, EVP of football operations, and for all wow. open coordinator roles, offensive, defensive, and special teams. The NFL also required franchises to conduct an in-person interview for at least one um, candidate for any head coach or general manager opening. Um, um, the fa- the fan of the year nominations are happening. Oh, really? Wow. Wow. Um, in 2020, uh, that just randomly came up. <laughs> I thought I would say something. In 2020, the NFL. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. The Rooney Rule to make sure teams must interview at least two candidates not associated with their own team for a head coaching job. Also, one candidate has been interviewed for coordinator positions as well as high-ranking positions in the front office, including the general manager role. Flores, who is black, was fired last month by Miami after leading the Dolphins to a 24-25 to record over three years. They went 9-8. and eight and their second weight in their second straight winning season, but failed to make the playoffs. I already said that, but it just came up again. I felt like I should read it because then it goes on to the next thing. Flores's mm-hmm. loss lawsuit um that the league that the league has discriminated against him and other black coaches for racial reasons, denying them positions as head coaches, offensive and defensive coordinators, and quarterback coaches, as well as general managers. Flores, in the lawsuit that he went on, interviews with the Broncos and Giants 2019 and 2021, respectfully conducted only to fulfill the Rooney Rule. NFL said in a Tuesday statement that it would defend against these claims, which are 
without, I don't know, the Dolphins and Denver Broncos and New York Giants, the three teams named by Flores in the suit, they've all denied the allegations made by Flores. There's currently one black head coach, Mike Tomlin, and three um, three basically minatory head coaches, Tomlin, Ron Rivera, and Robert Sella. Employed by the 32 NFL teams, four teams are currently without a head coach. Of the five head coaches hired or expected to be hired, so far this cycle are all white. Of the four general managers hired in this cycle, two are black and two are white. So, so I'm going to, um, so I know that folk fans, um, really don't pay attention to this a lot, but I'm going to, um, um, basically introduce, um, what many people had not heard about in a long time, and this is the first time it actually is going to happen once in a lifetime. It's not some TV show or some new movie. It's talking about the two biggest of events going on in Owen. Um, I don't know if you know that, but I want you to name the two biggest events that you think are going to happen, and then I can tell you if you are white or wrong. The two biggest events in what? In in February, in the beginning of February. Just off of the top of your head. Well, two biggest events, Super Bowl is one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the resign period doesn't start yet. Um, uh, Super Bowl. Can maybe I this, give, maybe this give, Brian Flores lawsuit. Can I give you a hint? What? It had to do with something in Bill in Belzine. They they hold one every two years, and they hold a winter one every four years. Oh, um, well, the Olympics. Yeah, yeah, that is going to be exciting. That actually never happened before in the week of the Super Bowl. So I think it's going to be exciting tomorrow. There, tomorrow there will be, um. Olympics opening ceremony. I will be bringing you, bringing you a special edition of Wake Up with Bolts, talking about the Olympics opening ceremony for the entire show. So, and it is going to be a jam-packed Olympics. I'm going to be talking about Bolts and wait. You say you're going to podcast it? Yeah, podcast. I have a second podcast. (laughs) Wait, what's your right um, what's your second podcast name? It's called Wake Up for Sports with RKD D. It is basically talking about about the latest sports news going on right now in the in the United States and looking at sporting events that is set to be happening happening next not next year but I think you know what I mean. Make sure to check out his podcast. What is it called? Wake Up With yep. Sports? With... Wake Up With Sports with RKD Base D. We have a new Isaiah. Wake Up With Sports with RKD Space D. Yes. And I just uploaded a new episode the early morning today and I will have have a, a episode a episode to, to know, to know, and to know Saturday and Sunday. The Friday one will be early in the 
will be early in the morning at at five forty five. Mate, that is when I recording it. I think it's gonna be out like around six fifteen probably, but who knows? But don't miss it. It's called Wake Up with Bolts with RKD Rate Make sure you sub- you hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast on Google Podcast, Spotify, and and Apple Podcast, wherever you get the podcast. So. Yep. Yep. Yeah, are you done with your? Yeah, yeah, I done okay. with. Yeah. Next segment. All t- think of all time Super Bowl QB rankings. Like hey, bet hey, like head versus head, just quarterbacks. Where do Matthew Stafford and Joe Burrow slot in? Ooh. <laughs> this was said I wanted to think about that is that they never won a Super Bowl, so I would put them at the lowest in the rankings. Cause they never actually won a Super Bowl yet. So I don't think that would be reasonable because they never had Super Bowl affiliates. At least I don't yeah. So I don't know. But I think with the Super Bowl, I think think how the game is gonna be determined in the and the way they play. And by the defenses, not the offenses, because you already know the offenses are both of, but the defense. What coverages does the defense bring to the table? And basically, how does the defense um evaluate the game plan during the game? During the game, not before and after the game, but during the game. What adjustments do you see? During the Super Bowl, and that what I want people to watch very closely because I think the changes in doing the game is going to matter and be a impact on the Super Bowl. Um. Okay. This is to be a Super Bowl. Blessedly, light on quarterback legacy. Talk until Tom Brady retired. But the nice thing about memorizing Brady's career is that we only we only have to discuss how how he did it. Not where he lives himself, where he leaves himself among all-time greats. I'd argue that Brady was the best quarterback in football at age 44 and would be a worthy MVP pick. Brady's two-year run in Tampa was like a ground spike on any reasonable debate over the greatest quarterbacks ever. Perhaps Patrick Mahomes will get in the conversation someday because his first four seasons as a starter top any quarterback since Dan Marino, including Brady. But this is not a Super Bowl run-up about goats and baby goats. <laughs> just, just two quarterbacks remaining at very different stages in, of their respective careers. Joe Burrow was recovering from a torn ACL at this time a year ago. His 2021 season exceeded all expectations, partly because his physical gifts caught up with his feel for the game. He survived the AFC Championship game because of his legs. Burrow doesn't need to win a Super Bowl to be a top-five NFL quarterback. He just needs to continue playing at this level season after season. Matthew Stafford's journey to this game is Rock, rockier, I don't know, with higher peaks and more boulders to to dodge. His best three-game stretch of the entire season has come in the playoffs, just as the Rams would have hops. He makes throws few can attempt and has cut down on the bad decisions over the last month. That doesn't make him close to a Hall of Famer yet, despite his career-counting stats. Can we have some top five seasons first? But another superlative performance would give Stafford a fighting chance for Canton, turning 
34 years old this month. He should have more great seasons in Sean McVay's offensive in front of him. Yeah, I agree with that. Wait, wait, one second. second. Legacy talk is unavoidable in a column like this. An annually updated of the now 65 Super Bowl starting quarterbacks, it's important to know for players like Johnny Unitas and Bart Starr, who started Super Bowls, but whose peak years came before the Super Bowl era, are I consider their entire careers not just what they did from 1966 onward. I ranked all quarterbacks biased on their career achievements. With a regular season excellence, all pro, pro bowl appearances and seasons as top five and top ten players at that position, carrying more weight than just Super Bowl success. Spoiler, Jim Punkett did not have a better career than Dan Marino. Sorry. <laughs> it's impossible for Burrow to fare well on a list like this after just 29 career starts, but this ranking is like low introductory offer in offer a new, new, oh my gosh um negotiation he will be rise rising annually over the next decade plus he'll probably be on this stage his sunglasses and ig captains evolving to to evolving like his ranking with the times to the list Here's my list on um the top the top the top seven men who have ever played in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Okay, I go number seven. Brett Favre, who had a one on one record record as the Packers. I'm putting him in number seven because he had he had a great season as the Packers both of those years. Number six. Aaron Rodgers, he was one one and zero with Super Bowls in his career. Number five, Dan Marino, who, despite being a very good quarterback and being above all these guys, was zero and one for Super Bowls. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't be right, right? No, that that can't be right. The Dolphins were the undefeated. No. Yeah. That can't be right. Hold on, hold yeah, on. Yeah, because they won the Super Bowl against the Redskins. Hold up. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. <laughs> wait. Oh, my God. Um, wait, 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 wait. No, it had to be because they won it in 1972, yeah. right? Wait, hold on, hold on. What? I took back. I think someone won the courts. Uh, um, Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Miami Dolphins. I don't care. I'm putting Dan Marino in number five. Number okay. four, I got to go with one of the greatest football quarterbacks of all time. He now has his own talk show, his own Monday Night Football thing. He's the guy who you see on all the commercials nowadays. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. He went one-on-one with the Colts and one-on-one with the Broncos, giving his wow. record 2-2 two and two in the Super Bowl. Number three, arguably the best quarterback of all time, Joe Montana. He went 4-0 in the Super Bowls. Okay, okay. I like that Now, one. this one is a very underrated quarterback, in my opinion. He was very – he's very old now. But and he only won one Super Bowl. He didn't. He that was the only Super Bowl he made. But Johnny Unitas gets my Who? second spot. Who? Johnny Unitas. I don't remember that quarterback, but a long. This was a long time ago. <laughs> okay. I am the number one best quarterback to ever play in a Super Bowl. Drum roll, please. the greatest quarterback of all time coming in with a 6-3 and three records for the Patriots and a 1-0 and record on the Buccaneers making his records go out 
to a 7-3 record in all Super Bowls. The greatest of all time when it comes to Super Bowls. Tom Brady. Brady. So, okay. Seven Super Bowl wins. Seven. Not yeah, one, he's not going to get the not, not six, but seven. Seven. There was Clinton in New England, and he packed it back, and he says, I'm going to Tampa, and I'm going to enjoy my last two years by winning a Super Bowl and making Tampa Bay make it to the postseason that year, and it going to be Lonzoni. That, that is the greatest quarterback of the decade. I know you guys are like, what about that, that call? What about Patrick Mahomes? What about I telling you with Tom Betty retiring, there's a lot more quarterbacks that the league is really bright because you look at it, you have the Nets future good quarterback. You have Matthew Stafford, Patrick Mahomes, Joe Bull. You have new quarterback Joseph coming in every year. I believe that Shavell Lawrence can be put, put up there in the postseason conversation that year. I believe that um that there's going to be a lot of good teams teams in the and the discussion next year for the payoffs. Yep. Bro, right here in front of me, I have a list of a bunch of quarterbacks. Like, I have the full list of every single quarterback who's ever played in the Super Bowl. Wow. 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 This is going to be a lot of reading. <laughs> no, don't read it all. Wouldn't that be like 800 hours? But is this incredible with football and how all the sports are getting better and better with the future of the athletes and professional athletes and how more and more they are having good good success and and it's gonna be really good because coming up you got the purple in Las Vegas, the jobs in the in Las Vegas, the counting combine, you had the Super Bowl, you have Olympics, you have baseball turning up a month. Not to mention you have NBA basketball all the way to, like, June or July. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a action-packed, packed, last. Shall we do some predictions then? What? Do you want to do some hot takes and predictions for the last 20 minutes of the podcast? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, last night um was crazy when it comes to sports. I'm just gonna tell you that like that really? straight. Because um okay, um late, late night. Late night, um um ended at about ten, ten PM. Um Kansas State basketball versus Oklahoma State basketball. Was tied oh. sixty-eight to sixty-eight with six seconds left. What he won? They're going to overtime. Okay, so it's K State's ball. Um, K State's ball. He's about. He's gonna pass it out. Pass out. Somebody three-point distance. He bounce passes it to him. Perfect pass. He goes back, deep three-point range, stays back, reigns it for K-State. Leaves Oklahoma State with two seconds left. And they couldn't even get the ball off in time. They actually had a decent range at three-point, too. 
Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. I really don't know. They got TCO. They got Baylor. They got Iowa. They got West Virginia. They got Oklahoma State. They got at Kansas. They got Ohio, Ohio State. You got Texas Tech. You got Oklahoma. It is going to be very hard for K-State to get back in to the Big 12. Well, they're going to make it to the Big 12 tournament, but it's going to be very hard for them to appear in March Madness, I believe. Because the way it's going right now, I mean, you got five games left, and I think you're going really hard to have, like, a miracle. And winning against Kansas is not even easy. Like, it's not easy winning against KU at all. Like, the, let me look at the losses. So, KU is 18-3. and three. In those games, there's lots of dates in to the tournament. 74-73. Lots of dates at 67-75. And and a really tough fought game, and lost to Kentucky, eighty to sixty two. Now that last game was a upset, and nobody kind of liked that game, but it was it's been very good. So I best for K State to try to say, hey, we not done yet, um, but there is no way that they are going to Mount Madness unless, unless they can pull out a miracle and win five straight games. But other than that, I just like, what? But what do you think? Do you think K-State can make one and potentially be in Mount Madness or... No. I think they might be able to. Yeah. It is likely to make it. K State, though. They got to pull off a bunch of wins. Yeah, they do. They these, gotta... At this point, these are must win games. Yeah. Yeah. And they got a lot to do. Wait. Yes. Tonight games. Um, tonight we have. Um, if the podcast like stops for a second, I'm sorry. Um, we can go back. Can you still hear me? Yeah, I can. Can you still? Okay, okay. Can you still hear me now? Yes. Okay, I'm just making sure that the podcast does not end because it possibly will. Okay. Go ahead. Tonight, for um, predictions, we have, first of all, we have the Shrine Bowl, East versus West, college football. Ooh. Um, I got to take East for this game. I don't really know. The West is talented, but I'm picking the East of South. Uh, yep. I guess so. Um, okay. Now we have, um, NBA basketball game of the year right here. Okay, no, 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 no. There are no possible games that can be the game of the year, Owen. You are out of your mind, but go ahead, let's hear it. What the game of the year? Owen? Hello? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Phoenix Suns versus Atlanta Hawks. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, me. Oh, yeah, that's going to be a good game. Oh, yeah. Okay. 12 wins in a row. Okay. Yeah, I'm wrong. It might be the game of the year. 
but I don't know. Trey Young is questionable, though, is the problem. I gotta go to the bathroom real quick, but you want okay. to talk about NBA, so. Okay. Now, um, for um the Hawks, um, I get that that the record does not show the same, and that's just facts. The record de- definitely does not show the same. Um, they already played once this season. A Phoenix Suns won by four points in a very high scoring game. If Trey Young is out, that's going to be tough for them now. Um, tonight at 6.30. It's going to be a good game to watch. I don't know whether to watch that or the Shrine Bowl. It's going to be a good game to watch. Hopefully, that if the Hawks don't have Trey Young, they're probably going to get smoked. It might not even be good game. I hope it is, but it might not even be a good game. It might not even be a good game, which is tough, but. Oh, hold up, hold up. What? Oh, there's a golf. Don't tell me there's a golfing tournament. There's a golfing tournament on right now. What? What? Okay. It's not what a big that? tournament, but um, it's round one today, and um. How oh, the P? Is it the PGA Tour? No, it's the AT. It's the Pebble Beach Pro Am. Oh yeah, well. Is that on NBC Golf or? It's on ESPN Plus. I can watch that on ESPN Plus. Yeah, I can watch that real quick in second there. I'm feature holding PGA for the first round. We got water game like Tennessee, Florida, Kimberly. Um, oh, it's actually not a bad golf tournament either. Yeah. Uh, somebody's minus nine and somebody's minus eight. Wow. And I cannot get mine to load at all. Let's see, actually, if. Not well, let's talk about baseball. Oh, baseball. yeah. Let's talk from, about that. Baseball. Yeah. baseball starts the 26th of February. The 26th of that boy. Um, well, it's spring training, but still. 26th. That is going to be... That is like four weeks for now, basically. Basically, four weeks for now. The Royals play on the twenty-sixth. Royals play the Rangers. New York plays Baltimore. But what I also kind of want to know is that the Royals, what is the plans for? Because as we get closer and closer and closer, we get more TV info and more stuff. So, and let's see, been training schedule or any more game 2021. I don't think they announced it yet, have they? Oh, wait, they haven't announced wait. the TV provider for it yet. Ah, no way they haven't. 
hopefully we can um I think we're gonna podcast after that game. So that's gonna be that's gonna be around when we start our um our baseball season on the podcast. Yeah, and and I also it pretty good for my podcast is going to really be full of Royals content. Make sure so you can wake up every single day with the best no, sorry, not the best, but the podcast from a fan. But that's up. No, we're not coming from a European organization or a or a television station editor report. Just my perspective on the latest sport news and games that's set to be going on, and I will have thirty days in. And 30 days of one club beginning February 27th. Excuse on my podcast, we will talk about the Royals. We will talk about the opponent. And we will also talk about, about March 31st, with March opening day for the Royals. We are so excited and and I am so happy that they are going to be playing. Cleveland Guardians. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. They have a new name? Who? Uh, the Cleveland the Indians. Indians them into the Cleveland Guardians. Yeah. Oh, wait. I need to see the jerseys to approve. Where's the jerseys at? Where's the fit check? I need a fit check. Where's the Guardians jersey? I see their logo. Ah, uh, nah. Whatever. We'll see it. We'll see it on opening day. Yep. Opening day. March 34th. Make sure you watch Ballyful Kansas City home of Boy and KC and Kansas City Royals. You can catch it also on Ballyful Midwest in in Kansas. And we are going to be very excited with what's been going on. And, and we got lots of stuff and lots of coverage that we will bring you every bring you every single week like no other show. So we got it live. The problem is opening day is in Cleveland. Yep, it's in. But then we host opening day in Kansas City on April 4th against the Chicago White Sox. Who is ready for the Royals, though? I bet the Royals are going to have a great season. Let's go Salvi yeah. is what the people are saying right now. Yeah. I kind of hoping that they go undefeated. Go, go. No team is going to go undefeated in baseball. 162 I mean, games. I mean, Everyone hopes they go undefeated again. But... One team did it. One team did it. Let me look it up. One team had done it. The all-time best single-season record belongs to the Cincinnati Red Doggies, who posted the baseball-only public record 67 and 0, February 7 and 0 against NABBP Cubs in 1869 Title 2 MLB. So definitely, they were undefeated. Yeah, definitely went undefeated. 162-0 would be crazy. That The Royals, I hope they make the playoffs is what I'm hoping. 
Well, yeah. Let's wrap that up. This is the Sports World of Owen. Every day, five thirty. Your your daily podcast for all sports knowledge. Currently NFL, but in a few weeks it'll be MLB. Thank you, Randall, for tuning in an hour of your day, and see ya. See ya.